Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. This is Mara. Welcome to You Are Okay with Blog Talk Radio. that it's not, because when I listen back, it's a little bit softer than I and I do have someone here um, that I just heard, and I'm going to come to you in just a moment, if you don't mind. So let us begin today as we talk about love by listening to this story that the end of the I find that as I about by others, and I, um, the music is bothering me this morning, so I'm just going to turn it off. So there we go. Now we have silence, and sometimes silence is good. I was playing Farthest Shore, but for right now, we're just going to go with this quiet In the valley on the mountain, I beheld only God. In hardship, I saw him by my side. In ease and well-being, I beheld only God. Like a candle, I melted in his flame. Amidst the sparks of the flames, I beheld only God. And this is by Rabia the Mystic. And as I was saying when the music was quite loud, I have made a decision in life to not be confined by one faith, one belief system, and to respect all faiths and all belief systems because um, I believe that we are all one in the end and that Here we come to this planet to join these bodies, our souls do, to experience recognizing who we are. And you never know who you are not until you encounter it. And there's lots of ways of dealing with what you are not and who you are not. And uh, one of those ways is fear. And lately we've been seeing a lot of fear-driven behavior and people become very righteous about their fears. They believe that if you don't believe as they believe, so it's a belief system, if you don't believe as they believe, then you are basically doomed. Now, that's not exactly the loving God that I believe in, and uh, so certainly please know that. I don't believe in that. Instead, I think that we are having life experiences where we're encountering people whose belief systems are different than ours to enable us to go on and be all that we can be in love in the face of opposition, And as Buddha said, yesterday I was clever, so I wanted to change the world. 
today I am wise. So I'm changing myself. What I am observing is belief system against belief system is creating a warlike mentality. So people are struggling to be right. I noticed in the United States, even the new president-elect has to be right on everything. So he redefined the past to make himself right. And yet how many of us do that? Probably almost all of us. And how important is being right? Don Miguel Reese in the Four Agreements challenges people. And the choice is, do I want to be right or do I want to be at peace? Do I want to be right or do I want to be at peace? And he basically gives one four agreements that we could make with ourselves about ourselves because we don't have control over anyone else. And that is one of the hardest realities to accept. We, we can't change anybody. We can't even change our children to make them who we want them to be. All we can do is model what we want them to be like and hope that it catches. So what are the four agreements? Be impeccable with your word. Don't make assumptions. I always forget one. I always remember the last one so well. And the others, I kind of, there's one in the middle here. Don't make assumptions. Um, don't take things personally. I may have those two reversed. Wow. What a challenge to think that what someone is saying, even though it may be very mean-spirited directed at you, is really not personal if you don't take it personal. If you just allow it to be a product of their delusion, perhaps, that's kind of a judgmental word, but if you allow it to be a product of their life experience. And finally, do your personal best in every circumstance and no matter what it is. And realize that your best will vary from day to day, moment to moment. Four agreements that focus on you. And it's amazing how one time I studied with a rabbi, Rabbi Tischler, and he made, Tischer, excuse me, he made this point to me. Every time I would go to study with him, because that was when I thought that there had to be a religion that fit me. And I learned there wasn't, but I did learn a lot from him. And one thing was that we would go to the same party every time I would fly all the way down from where I lived in California to meet with him. And I would go to his house, and I'm thinking there may be an L in his name. It was so long ago, and my mind is dimming on some things, but not on the lessons he taught me. So what he did is I would drive, I would fly down to Beverly Hills to LAX, and then I would drive over, I'd rent a car, and I was excited. My heart would be pounding with joy and excitement, no fear, but realizing that I am finally going to learn things, and I did. But every time I would go in, we would go to the same party, and we would begin talking about this party. 
And after about eight times of visiting the party, I thought either the rabbi was going senile or I was crazy. Because he never said to me the ultimate lesson. It was for me to arrive at the ultimate lesson. So the first time we went to the party, we went as guests. And I learned what the host was saying and thinking and feeling. And the rabbi talked at length about all of the goals that the host had for the party. And then the next time I went to the party, we went uh, as the guest of honor. And we went around, and then we went as the least favored guest another day. And then another day, we went as the guest, or we, we went as the lady who was doing the dancing. And we went as the person who prepared the food. And ultimately... I recognized that each one of those people were at the exact same party and each one of them were at a different party in terms of their perceptions of what was going on. And my friends, that's true for each and every one of us. Each and every one of us. We are each, every day, every moment, at our own party. How we see the world is a product of what we know about the world. What we have experienced and lived. And we build fears based on our limited, unique experience. And then we tend to congregate together with other people who may not share our experiences, but share our fears. And so I'm suggesting that we let go of our fear, start thinking about ourselves, and see if we can really change the mem of life, the mem of life. And caller, I am coming to you. I promise you I am. So, and by the way, the quote I read a moment ago was Rumi. Yesterday I was clever, so I wanted to change the world. Today I am wise, so I am changing myself. Buddha says, to enjoy good health, to bring true happiness to one's family, to bring peace to all, one must first discipline and control one's own mind. If a man can control his mind, he can find the way to enlightenment, and all wisdom and virtue will naturally come to him. And I have a quote from Yogananda, because I'm very much drawn to Yogananda, that I would just like to add to that mix. And as I read it, I realize that it doesn't really change very much the message that I pulled out last week when I put together this uh, holy season show. I'm not going to be here on Sunday because I'm going to be with family. But this is definitely a holy season for so many faiths and for so many people, irrespective of whether they have an organized faith or not. And so I wanted to have a show to honor my respect for all faiths. And this is what Yogananda says. Some people go on remembering all the suffering they passed through and how terrible the pain was from an operation that took place 20 years ago. Over and over, they relive the consciousness of that sickness. Why repeat such experiences? Why do we allow our minds to get captured 
so much in the past that we lose sight of the present. Why do we allow our minds to become so enraptured by our fears, our preconceived ideas about what the future brings, that we breathe life into those and they may never come to pass, and, but we miss the opportunity to live now. How many of us allow ourselves to be captured by the past and by the future? Now, we're going to be meditating in a few minutes, but we're going to talk now to my listener from area code 917. Good morning. This is Mara. How are you? Hello? I'm doing very well, thank you. Um, I am calling to, I'm just checking in with you to see if you want to speak or you just want to listen. All right. Well, I'm going to put you back on listening then, and I want you to know that I'm very appreciative that you've chosen to listen for as long as you do, and um, may you have a happy holy season. Namaste. I'm going to put you on hold now or back where you were. So what are we going to do here? I guess I'm going to share one more Yogananda quote because it's, I don't know, these these guys, they just get me thinking about love. They get me thinking about being the best person I can be. And we all know what a challenge that is for each and every one of us, to be the best person we can be. And we so many times get caught up in negativity that that fourth agreement that Don Miguel Reese says, you know, do your best in the moment, and your best is going to be different if you're sick than if you're healthy. Uh, and it's going to be different if your mind is occupied with stuff than it is otherwise. And so it's forgiving ourselves for not being 100% perfect. My friends, we are only perfect when we are united together outside of this existence. So the perfection is in the whole, not in the separate parts. They kind of talk about that bit in the Kabbalah. And I love that story about how, if you think about it, what happened was that at one time, God was all that is and was solid, you know, just all that is. But there was no, no excitement in that. There was nothing. Everything just was perfect. So one day God said, wow, I think I would like to experience some things. I think that that would be exciting. Now, this is the same God, by the way, who decided it would be fun to, to play cards uh, with the devil for the existence of Job so that Job would come to know. And to me, the moral of the book of Job is that God is there always. You are never separated from God. Okay. But this is the God now who decides, because God is all that is, under the Kabbalah, because this, this is a Jewish story, that he wants to experience things and feel the joy of recognition, of remembering. And looking at that word, R-E, new word, member. So if your arm is 
is connected to you. It's a member of your body. If it's disconnected, you have to have it sewn back on. It is remembered with you. And in the context of the mind, it means that we recognize something. We, it comes to our mind, oh, yeah. So God, in this Kabbalah story, decides to break himself as though he's a vase into billions of pieces, which are scattered throughout the universe. And in order to make the journey excited, the journey back to being a solid vase exciting, God took away from each piece the memory of who they are. And so we go through a life journey working to remember we are a part of the vase. And all of our life experiences are lessons. Some of them bring out our highest self. Some of them bring out our lowest self. But no matter what they do, the reality is we are still who we are. And it's when we recognize that link to all that is that we realize that we have a choice. But it's our choice. It's not someone else's. It's not about being docile. It's about being very aggressive with being the best person you can be, but also recognizing you are in a human form. And when you are not that best person, you get to start over every moment. The present is a gift from God. Unwrap it. But too often, it is trapped. Too often, it is trapped. in the past, the agony of the past, or the imagination of the future. So with that said, we're going to do a meditation together. And um, it looks like there's quite a bit of time here for meditating. And so uh, we're going to start with a simple one, just a reminder that you can do this, and a very short piece of, of music. And so I'm going to use... Catherine Toyama's um, Open Your Heart. It's only three minutes and 55 seconds. And I may not, that may not actually be long enough. Maybe I'm going to switch that choice. Yeah, I'm going to be do Kyoto's Nest. Not too long, five minutes and 26 seconds. But it gives us a chance to go through and begin the process for you to see how easy it is to meditate and clear your mind. Once we get to that place, once we get to a place where you can clear your mind, then we're all going to do a guided meditation together on love. So let's start with Kyoto's Nest. And we are going to... Um, begin by getting into a comfortable position. And I would like for you, if you could please, to begin imagining that your nose is in your feet. 
So many people become so focused on their breathing, which is not bad. The breath is important that they begin holding their breath and pretty much they're beginning to starve their bodies for breath. And this is not about starving. It's about luxuriating in the breath of life. We'll all breathe out together. But you want to sip in breath, just pulling it in slowly and meaningfully. Let's pull it now. And meaningfully means that how you're doing it is okay. All right? And what you're going to do is pull it up through the soles of your feet, up your calves, up your thighs, crossing over to the buttocks. And when you get to your tailbone, that is your base chakra. And that is where you hold on to all of your fear. And so what I want you to do is send the fear back into the earth from whence it came. Because we're going to be igniting. We're going to ignite your spirit. That casing around your body that flows through your very being. And we're going to begin to ignite it with fearless energy. So pulling fearless energy up, please. Fearless breath. Letting go of it and feel the wonder of being without fear. And the wonder of thinking only about being without fear. If other thoughts come into your mind, set them off to the side. Pull your fearless breath up into your sacral chakra. And that is the zone kind of between your belly button and your pubic bone. Interestingly, it's the zone of creation. Probably kind of makes sense. But it's also all creation that you have within you. So let's pull now our fearless creative breath up into the solar plexus chakra which is the zone between your heart and your belly button. And it is the zone of healing. And I'm going to have you pause there for just a moment, if you will, and feel the yellow energy of healing course through your body as your fearless creative breath is infusing healing. Feel your body beginning to relax in the wonder of your spirit. Sipping breath further. Let's pull create fearless, creative, healing, loving breath up. And now I'd like you to relax your shoulders and let them square. Many people pull themselves around their heart to protect it. Let's expose our hearts for a moment. And I would like for you to allow that creative energy, that fearless energy, that healing energy to circle around your heart. And I would like you to allow a pillar of love to come out of you and dare to love, dare to be your best self. Because it is in worrying about you, 
a bad word, worrying. It is in caring about you that you begin the process of putting love aside. With that said, let's allow loving energy to infuse your body. Love yourself. Know that you are enough. And now let's pull our fearless, creative, healing, loving energy up to our throat chakra. Your throat. Your throat is the zone. <coughs> Pardon me. Your throat is the zone where people hold on to anger. Because anger comes out of our lives in the form of words often. That's not to say there isn't physical violence, but usually physical violence is preceded by anger that is spoken. Words. And I'd like you to just think about the words that you have spoken to others that you may later have come to regret that inhibit you as you see that person because you remember those words and forgive yourself and let those words go. Let them go. But now I'm going to ask you to do the opposite and to think about the words that others have said to you and forgive them. Forgive yourself. Forgive them. Don't engage in a they-made-me-do-it dialogue in your mind. Just forgive. Feel the wonder of forgiveness expanding within you. Let's pause here for a moment. And imagine people coming to you. That you've had bad words with. Yes, there's a judgment in that word, bad. Words that you consider bad. Words that were designed to decide who was right. You can engage in dialogue about who's right without stripping away the personality of another person without degrading that person and just imagine yourself and that person hugging and as the line grows hugging each one of those people and I'm going to leave you in that posture and I sense that this is a hard thing to do it's hard for all of us to give up on being right and to invite peace in. But it is in the peace that our lives will grow fearless.
So I'm going to leave you there for 25 minutes alone. 25 minutes, 25 seconds, excuse me, alone. Isn't it amazing how long 25 seconds is? We spend so much of our life feeling we're too busy to commune with all that is. And look how long 25 seconds was. Enough time for you to forgive yourself and others. And so now let us pull our fearless, creative, healing, loving, forgiving breath up to the zone of manifestation between your eyes, otherwise known as the third eye. And let us imagine who each one of us would be if we accept responsibility for ourselves and make a decision that in showing ourselves We will endeavor to be our highest selves, our best person, using our most loving words, being impeccable with our words, and then breathing in, breathing in, please, manifesting out who you are today. And inviting the peace of knowing that we're in charge of us. Each one of us is in charge of us. And each one of us has a script and each one of us can take that script. And when someone is less than, you think you should be, then you can use that as a lesson to show them the kindness that you would expect if you're in that circumstance, excuse me. And now let us pull our creative, excuse me, our fearless creative, healing, loving, forgiving, manifesting breath up. And I would like you to lift, imagine the top of your head lifting. And let's take that Infused breath up and join it with the breath of all that is. Whatever name you use, the great spirit, God, Allah, Yahweh, all that is, the universe, whatever word, and feel the energy of being ignited as one with all that is, and then breathe out. And breathe out, manifesting, forgiving, loving, healing, creative, fearless breath. And know that you are enough.
And I would like to have you repeat the process for yourself without me speaking. For the next two minutes, please. And then we will come together and do a group meditation on love. And the music we are going to do our group meditation to is um, Helen Comp's Moku. And as we do that, I'm going to be inviting you to reach out and take the hand of God as you understand God to be. With one arm and then to reach out and take the hand of another listener's God. So let us begin to breathe together as a unit, reuniting ourselves, remembering ourselves as all that we are. And as I indicated, as we form a group, we'll leave space for those who listen after the show is over. And we will reach out your dominant hand, whatever hand that is. And as you invite God, as you understand God to be into the circle, put your hand in the hand of God. Breathing in, feeling the energy of God's hand holding your hand and know that you are enough. You are enough for God to be with you always, every day, and God is enough to be with you always, every day. There is nothing you face without God. But you can choose to make decisions without inviting God into the decision. Feel the energy of God's presence so that you recognize it as you learn to breathe. Three deep breaths will always 
connect you with God. And now reach out your other hand and take the hand of a listener's God, a fellow listener. So here we are now, human God, human God. And the energy begins coursing around our circle as we hold hands, flowing through our hands to each other, from God to us, from us to God. As the circle begins to ignite with the light of the souls and God. Feel that energy. Feel the electricity of this moment, of this peace. Invite this peace into your life for all times. The security of knowing that God is with you always that you are enough to be loved by God. And that love conquers all. Feel the flow of God's energy through this circle as we envision the world and all of the stresses of the world. And let us send out to every corner of the earth an invitation to be loved. Remind yourself that you are enough to give this invitation, that we are all enough. No more, no less. There is no one above us and there is no one below us. Each one of us is here with God as we understand God to be sending love. Imagine in your mind's eye as you're breathing in that love expanding beyond our circle. And as you reach the third eye, imagine the love manifesting through your behavior all day today. And when it doesn't, starting over. And feel the repercussions as it spreads country by country. Feel the glow of this group expand, growing with love, that bright, vibrant energy of love. Feel the molecules of your body transforming into the glistening spiritual being that you are.
Believe you can make a difference with loving words. And that you will model and be a teacher of love. Whenever you choose to be at peace, when confronted with anger and violence, It does not mean that you stay silent. You are going to use the power of this group to model love, to challenge fear, to be fearless in the name of love. Breathing out, I am enough. Breathing in, I am love. I am love. I am love. Breathing out, I am loved. I am loved. I am loved as your breath courses through your chakras. As you feel the energy of the gods around you pulsating through your body, breathe in, I am enough. breathe out, my love will matter. The music is going to be coming to an end in a moment, but I encourage you don't let go of the hand of God. Keep God with you all day today. As a reminder that God is always there with you. And that God is love. As we restructure the vase, remember, as one of the pieces, our journey home is a journey of love. And that is the challenge in our current world and has been the challenge for mankind always. Peace is possible. As the Dalai Lama says, if our nature was to kill one another, we would have done that a long time ago. I want to thank you all for joining me today for this celebration of love as we work together to learn to love in the moment. We will be getting a website up at some point. You know, I can't speak for others, and website creation is not exactly my thing. But I will let you know when it's ready. But between now and then, between now and the next time we talk, which will be um, 
the new year, January 1st, I believe it is, is on a Sunday. Love one another. But love yourself enough to speak kindly to yourself and to others about yourself and others and be a light into the darkness. Namaste until next time. Peace be with you.